Hey girl, if you are a Christian woman who loves Jesus, but you're not really quite sure how to navigate dating within the church, you may have gotten a lot of advice from the world and also a lot of advice from your mentors or your community, but you aren't sure where you land on anything or really how to navigate dating. This episode is going to bless you, and whether you're single or you're currently dating someone, you're going to leave with clarity on what a God-honoring relationship really looks like and how you can create it or find it. All right, get ready, and let's dive in. Welcome to the Sisters of Christ podcast. I'm Jeanette Bordeaux, your host. This is the podcast where you can come and have your faith stirred up and be encouraged by sisters like me and other amazing women that we have on the show who share advice and testimonies. Our hope is that you leave here more on fire for Jesus than you were before. Now get ready to be encouraged with today's episode. I am so excited to share with you guys these tips and advice that I have from my singleness journey. It's almost been about two years since I've been single and, you know, fully in love with Jesus. And so I'm going to share with you guys revelation that the Lord has revealed to me in walking out that singleness and even my few attempts at dating. I'm going to share with you what I learned through that, but I really just felt um, led to pray for you before I even, before I even share. So I just pray for every woman, God, that listens to this Lord, that you speak to their hearts and their individual needs, God, that you illuminate the things that have been in the darkness for too long and that you bring healing and freedom to every single woman who listens to this God. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. And we pray that this podcast brings rest to their souls. Amen. Okay, so let's start out with the tips. I am so excited. Okay, so the first tip I have for you and really just enjoying embracing your singleness and really looking. So a first tip I have for you when you're in that singleness stage and you're looking around, right? There's cute guys at church. You're interested. You're like, oh, I think he might be the one, Jesus. I feel you. <laughs> but number one is so, so important when you are in dating, when you're talking, when you're courting, when you're kind of feeling out the the land, the sea. I don't know what it fish. There's many fish in the sea, I think they say. Okay. So anyway, the first one, the first thing I have for you guys is be equally yoked. Okay. What does that mean? Being equally yoked is dating someone who has the same spiritual foundation and revelation of Jesus. You know, we're all on our different journeys. We're never going to be just like exactly in the same spot, but someone that agrees with you on the finished work of the cross on you know desiring the gifts of the holy spirit it's like look at where you're at or maybe where you want to be in the lord like you want to be more in love with him you want to pursue more of the prophetic are you dating someone or are you seeking someone 
that has these same desires so that when you are stepping into more things of the Lord, it's not, this relationship won't be a hindrance. Um, It's not that the person can't, you know, um, support you in that. It's just something to be aware of, right? None of anything I'm going to share today isn't like a black and white, like you have to do this. But there are some biblical things here. Um, So definitely having someone who shares the same foundation of Jesus. So um, not dating unbelievers. I know a lot of Christian friends um, that I have that have always asked me, you know, oh, what do you think about dating a non-believer? Like, I think this guy's cute. Um, I don't know, like, if we should date uh, because he doesn't believe in Jesus. And for me, that's an absolute no. (laughs) But I know that's probably some breaking some hearts right now. But let's, I mean, it's not just me saying that. It's, not only have I experienced being unequally yoked, but let's look at it biblically in 2 Corinthians 6, 14. The Paul says, be ye not unequal, this is King James Version, be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness, you, the righteousness of Christ, with unrighteousness, people who don't believe in the Lord. And what communion hath light and darkness? So basically what he's saying, like, how can two, how can light and darkness be joined together? And I really, as someone who has literally been through that torment of, you know, being on fire for the Lord, wanting to constantly grow spiritually, and then being in a relationship with someone who doesn't believe in Jesus, it was so hard and difficult. So it's not that the Lord can't do the new thing. He's amazing. But it's about using our wisdom and discernment. And what is the Bible saying? What is the Lord leading you to? You know, if you're looking at men that you know are not in the Lord or care about the Lord or desire the things of the Lord, it's probably not going to be a good relationship. So this is something really cool. When I looked up the word yoke, it says to put, because I was really curious. And when you say like unequally yoked, it's like, what does that mean? So a yoke is something you put on animals, especially cattle, so that they're fastened together to a connected vehicle or load. And even Jesus says, he's like, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And if you have Jesus and you have an easy yoke, but yet you're walking with someone who doesn't know Jesus, they have a they have the heavy yoke of, you know, performing for um, salvation, performing for um, righteousness versus your easy yoke that you have. So it's just an imbalance. Um, So that's really, I hope that describes and illustrates a little bit more about unequally yoked. I know we say that a lot in um, our Christian circles, but if you're not really sure what that means, um, search it out in the word. I want to encourage you to just look up yoke, yoke, the meaning of the word, and do your own fun exploratory Bible study on that. Okay, God... So God can do anything, but you need to have clear discernment and confirmation from the Lord if that person isn't in the same place. I know plenty of couples who weren't in the same place spiritually and came together in marriage because they had that peace from the Lord, because the Holy Spirit was breathing on that relationship, and then their spouse became more interested in spiritual growth, more uh, going after Jesus more intimate with the Lord later on. So I'm not saying it's not possible or that you can never date a guy who's not as like on fire for the Lord as you are or what people call a baby Christian or whatever. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying be wise, use discernment, follow the Lord's leading and be led by the Holy Spirit. 
Um, and don't take on, I think this is so key, you guys, like this is so key, is the stories I just shared, right? Don't take on, or even my story, don't take on other people's stories for your own. It's like, yes, you know, you probably hear stories about, well, my friend got married to an unbeliever and then he, you know, came to the Lord and now he's like on fire for Jesus and it's wonderful. Okay. Yeah, that happened. That's the truth. The Lord can do it. But dating and relationships and marriage is not to convert. It is not a good form of evangelism. And I'm speaking from experience, guys. So don't take other people's stories for your own. Yes, he did it for them. but That doesn't mean that's what he's currently doing in your situation. So avoid coming up with your own ideas of how God will do something. Let God do God and follow wisdom and be led by the Holy Spirit. And I remember even my journey when I was dating someone who was unequally yoked. I, I I, seriously, because I was so new and immature in the Lord, that I thought, oh, if I bring him to church, he's going to fall in love with the Lord like I did, because that's how it happened for me. That's the thing is like, we're not all on the same, we're not all in the same place in our spiritual journey. So we need to be aware and be wise um, in our dating, in our choosing who we're going to date and yes, trust the Lord and be led by him. Okay. The second thing I want to talk to you about is the second tip I have for you is be intentional and let go. So be intentional. What I mean by that is when you're looking for a guy to date, a guy to pursue, like, or you're interested in, I'm not going to say pursue, the guy should be doing the pursuing, but a guy that you're interested in, you want to express that interest. I date guys who have qualities that you're looking for. You know, don't just go after some guy because he's good looking. And then when you get to know him, you find out he doesn't have any of the qualities you actually like. Like, um, for example, like kindness, patience, um, joyfulness. And so I, this is literally some of my, um, some of my qualities that I look for. So when I was working with my spiritual life coach, you guys heard her on the last episode, LA, Hey, um, she helps me, which you've heard her. If you've listened, if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. But she, whenever, um, I was being coached by her, I was, you know, kind of starting to date again and I wasn't sure how to approach it you know, in my, where I was at spiritually, like I was like, I've grown so much in the Lord. I don't know what dating looks like. And I was having a few guys express interest in me. And so I came to her and I was like, you know, how does, what should I do? Like, um, I'm not really sure what to look for. And she had me really break down a list of five non-negotiables. So she asked (laughs) me to come up with five, actually came up with 10. (laughs) So basically these are the baseline things that I'm looking for in a man um, and what he's like. And I'm not talking about material things. I'm talking about character and personality things. So like I said, a few of mine are joyfulness. Um, I think leadership was another one. Can this person lead? You know, what does he look like in leading? Is he kind to others? Does he display kindness? Does he have integrity? For me, that is extremely important. 
I think because my dad was such a, a man of integrity, he always stuck by his word and honest. That's what I want like in a partner too. So I've always admired that quality because of him. So that's a, that's a major point for me. So, and guess what? I also wrote physical attraction. Okay. Yes. I want to be physically attracted to the person that I could potentially date for a very long time and spend the rest of my life with. <laughs> and that's okay. If you want to be obviously it's not the qualifier it's the baseline these are baseline things that hey these are my non-negotiables like i'm not gonna date a guy who's unkind i'm not gonna date a guy who's like melancholy all the time and just not joyful that's just for me so for you you may like a melancholy person you may love that that's awesome so write down your five to ten <laughs> i'm gonna say ten negotiable non-negotiables for a person as like a baseline for, I, I would call them like baseline qualifiers when, when you are, you know, having guys come up to you and asking you on dates or expressing interest in you. So that way you can kind of filter out, okay, this isn't actually what I want versus going on multiple dates and kind of having those awkward experiences. So that's, that's just for me. If you guys, um, want to go on those, not create this list, that's totally fine, but it's helped me so much on getting clear on what I'm really looking for. Cause if you don't know what you're looking for, it's going to be kind of hard to find it. It's going to be hard to spot it. It's not that we're seeking out and like, you know, looking for all these things like, um, on Facebook or anything like that, but it's just easier to spot, um, someone that could be a potential for you. Um, three, look for Christ and connection, major keyword and connection. So this is really, really important. So I, a few, I guess this year, yeah, I ended up, um, going on a few dates with someone who was amazing. He's funny. Like he, he met a lot of the non-negotiables, um, and he radiated Jesus so well. Like, oh my gosh, this guy was amazing. Um, he came to worship outreaches. He was just the sweetest. He was so gentle. He was such a gentleman and amazing. But I realized after about a month of us hanging out that my heart wasn't opening to him. Like I didn't, there wasn't more to the connection than, you know, oh, we both really, really love Jesus and you're also an amazing person. So I really learned through that experience that there has to be more connection points for you too. There has to be this like deep connection where you can talk on different levels and connect on different things. Um, so he may radiate Jesus and bless our brothers, but if there's not a genuine connection where you can you know, sit around and talk for hours about something that maybe isn't in the Bible, <laughs> um, if that's not there, he probably is not the one. Uh, but don't judge. Don't be too quick to judge, right? Like I said in the beginning, that's why I started off with that. Be led by the Holy Spirit. Let the Lord lead you. Trust me. He knows better than you do. So don't be wise in your own eyes or lean on your own understanding, but trust all, commit your ways to the Lord and trust in him and he will make your path straight. Even in, you know, dating, even in, um, you know, seeing what's out there, exploring. That's awesome. Okay. Speaking of exploring for keep purity and set boundaries. Wow. So this is something that I was just talking to, um, with a friend, she's actually married about the theology of sex and how it's become so condemning in the church 
outside of marriage. Yes, it is a sin. I don't believe in sex before marriage, but I think for those who have experienced that or who maybe have never experienced that and they get into marriage, there's this shame left from all this condemnation of it instead of talking about it in a way that is something that the Lord created and is beautiful and something that's intended for the beautiful design of marriage. Uh, Hopefully that made sense. (laughs) But I think that's really important that we have healthy conversations about um, sex within the church. Um, Not sex in the church, but within our church communities. (laughs) That's what I'm trying to say. (gasps) Okay, I'm getting awkward. So it is, it can be awkward to talk about. Let's just be real. So what, here's what I think. And this is also, you know, biblical and we'll talk about that, but set sex outside God's intended design is destructive spiritually, emotionally, mentally. Sex inside his design is blessing and beauty and pleasure and joy. So imagine experiencing the presence of God, um, in that, in this beautiful thing that was intended for marriage versus outside of it, you know, when we're outside of God's will, we're in sin. So this is, it applies exactly to sex. So keeping purity and setting boundaries in when you do enter a serious relationship or you do start dating someone is so crucial and you need to do it from the beginning. You don't need to wait until that moment happens. You both need to, you and the person you're dating need to have set committed hearts to doing things, this dating relationship that you're entering entering into God's way. It has to be set in the heart of both of you because I've seen, and you know, I've also experienced, it's like, okay, I want this, but you don't, it's probably not going to work out. It's that's just shows, you know, that person may need to grow more in the revelation of who God is, who Jesus is. Um, and the fear of the Lord, to be honest. So why do we set boundaries? Um, Just like any other goal in your life, you set boundaries to make sure you stay the course. We are all on this walk of faith and we want to honor the Lord in everything that we do and we want to commit everything that we do to him. So setting boundaries is a way for you to keep that commitment to the Lord, honor the Lord, honor each other. Because when you have, you know, sex outside of marriage, um, it's it's not only like, oh, I sinned against the Lord, but you're also damaging, you're participating in the damage of another person, another person's soul. Like I said, it's spiritually destructive, emotionally destructive, mentally destructive. I am, again, I am speaking from experience. This is not just, oh, the Bible says so, and I believe the word is true. That would be enough. Honestly, that would be enough for this podcast. But I want you to know that I'm speaking from experience and what, you know, premarital sex did to me, spiritually, mentally, um, emotionally, it, it did those things. It was destructive to me. Um, so when you're setting, you know, boundaries, like you think about, okay, I like a boundary, like, Hey, I want to lose weight, but you say, okay, no ice cream, one sugar free or gluten free one pizza once a week. We make these boundaries to reach our goal. So how much more important it is that we set boundaries to obey God, right? And I just want to back that up with scripture is that Romans 13, 14 says, but ye put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lusts therefore. 
So I'm reading a lot of King James Version, you can probably tell. But basically, it's just saying, hey, set boundaries so you don't make provision for your flesh. We do, this is important, that we actually, as humans, yes, we have these desires to be physically intimate with someone. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that's awesome. But it's within a boundary that makes it safe and healthy and secure and holy. That's what makes it that's what makes it healthy for everyone, not just you, you know, not just your relationship with the Lord, but it's also that other person and their relationship with God. We need to think way more higher about the other person and their relationship also than I think we, we give a lot of thought to, right? We get focused on our own desires and what we want and what we want right now, um, over the other person's soul. And I think we need to take that a lot more seriously. So just don't put confidence in your flesh. Like I know, you know, we got some strong believers out there who are like, I would never do that. But again, it's just like protecting yourself and protecting that person. And so, like I said, just create those boundaries and decide firmly, firmly on those now and communicate them clearly so there's no room for compromise. So if you guys listen to my testimony, you know I've walked this out. I was coming to Jesus. I was in an impure relationship and I had to tell my boyfriend all the time, hey, I don't think this is right. One of the most scary, terrifying things that would ever happen that I have been through because I had this fear that he would leave me at the time, very insecure, very low in my identity, um, and didn't know my identity in Christ and also low self-worth. But something I didn't understand then is that my loyalty, you know, wasn't to this person I was dating. It was to God. And if you have to compromise your devotion and your relationship with Jesus, so someone else will be with you, you need to make that decision that what, like, What's more important to you, following Jesus and seeking the things, the eternal things, or being with a man who doesn't align with your values and your convictions? And look, like, I just want you to know if you've crossed these lines in your relationship, your singleness, God is so good and you can repent. You can turn away from that lifestyle. You can turn away from that in your relationships. You can turn away from that even in your dating life, like, repent repentance brings so much freedom so much joy and it really restores that intimacy back with jesus that we so need to even be able to walk in his grace so god is more than willing to forgive you and restore you he's not mad at you he's just waiting for you to come close to him so he can pour out his love and forgiveness on you so if you're hearing this and you feel that conviction start to um, raise up in your heart. I just want you to talk to the Lord about it and ask him to guide you through, through that. Just, you know, say, Lord, I repent from this. I'm ready to turn away from this. God, help me to say no, help guide me in purity. And I even encourage you also to reach out to a trusted sister in the church, a trusted friend, because this guys, we should not be do- dealing with this stuff alone. We should be able to talk, uh, amongst our brothers and sisters and healthy community. It makes me, I'm starting to get emotional because I think about just how alone I felt um, when I was going through something like this and I felt like I couldn't talk to any about it, anyone about it. So I just want you to know that you are, oh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> you are just so not alone and I just feel your heart right now. 
and there are people out there, including me, like, girl, DM me, you know, at Jeanette Bordeaux, <laughs> or at the Sisters of Christ, too. Like, that's a confidential thing that we're never, you know, going to share on the podcast or anywhere else. So, yeah, that you're not alone in this, that there's so many women who have faced exactly what, you know, the scary thing you feel may be scary, but I'm going to tell you right now that, you know, leaving that life of sin and saying no and setting boundaries and breaking off that relationship ultimately was the best thing I ever did ever. I accelerated my relationship with the Lord like insane after that. And it it was the best decision. Like my relationship with the Lord is eternal. The relationship I have with some guy and you may really love this guy. So I don't want to diminish the feelings or emotions or whatever you have for him, but it's he that relationship is not eternal that you have that those feelings are not eternal but your relationship with Christ is eternal and that's everything you know we have to put that first in relationships um so yeah I just want to encourage you that you're not alone and you can feel free to reach out to me or reach out please reach out to a friend so you guys can confess and pray and receive repent like receive forgiveness and yeah move forward move forward the Lord wants you to move forward with him and walking even closer with him. So just bless you. Bless you. Bless you. So five, be yourself and have fun. I love this one. So the person God has for you will not require a manufactured version of you. Oh, it's the authentic you that the right guy for you will attract. For me, that was really hard, especially coming from worldly relationships. Um, I would often find myself, you know, performing, trying to put on my best side, whatever that means, trying to look super spiritual, like, um, doing, even doing like spiritual things like in front of guys. Oh, so now I, uh, saying that out loud is just embarrassing. <laughs> it's so embarrassing, but we can be real here, hopefully. So yeah, don't do that. It sucks. I hate performance. Um, I lived in it for so long. No, thank you. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, you catch yourself in it and you just got to be like, whoa, like who am I living for again? Oh yeah, not some dude. Um, I say some guy. We love our brothers, okay? We honor them. We respect them. We love them. They're amazing. I don't want to just keep saying some dude like I'm trying to mean them. I don't mean that at all. I just mean, um, what? where's my mindset at? right? I just want to check my mindset on um, performance. So uh, forgive me for that. I want to make sure I honor them. So accept that not every guy you go on a date with will be the one and that's okay. So honor them as a brother in Christ and by being honest and true. So this is really important. If you are struggling to communicate, maybe you've had a few coffee hangouts with um, a guy, you know, I know that the coffee hangout is basically like, hey, I'm interested in you. (laughs) That's like the signature Christian uh, man move, which I'm so here for. I love it. Um, So yes, yes. Ask us for coffee. We love it. Okay. So, but the point is, is that if you've had a few coffee hangouts, but you're just not feeling it, be honest and true to them. And if you listen to the last episode, which you need to listen to with LA, she gives a really beautiful way to just be honest and open your heart and honor that person. Because again, like I just said, these are our brothers in Christ. We want to exhort them. I'm thinking of a verse that comes to mind. 
think it's in Hebrews, but he it says that sing psalms and hymns to each other. Like, come on. It doesn't say ghost the guy that took you out for coffee for three times because he has a weird laugh. No, it doesn't say that in the Bible. So just be honest and true with them and and get like connect with your heart and be like, you know, if this was me, if I really liked someone, I was really interested in someone and they weren't interested in me, how would I want to receive that? So you could even uh, exhort them. Like uh, in Al, in the interview with Ali, she gave a really good example. She's like, hey, I see how courageous you were. I see how you put yourself out there. It's not easy to do that. We know this as women, you know, men have to be so vulnerable to be the ones to make the first move. So let's honor their vulnerability instead of, you know, talking about them with our friends after making fun of them. We don't do that. No, Mm -mm. no, no, no. We don't, we don't do that here. So exhort them, um, and just speak well about them even after the relationship ends. Like you can be honest, like why, you know, oh, like, you know, we just, we just had different you know, uh, like personalities. And I think that's ultimately, you know, it's, it's okay to be real, like with your friends and stuff, but we don't want to just go around bashing someone, um, especially not our brothers in Christ. No, no, no. We don't treat family like that. So, okay. So you will learn, this is a note I wrote, you will learn more about what you want and what's important to you in a spouse through these experiences. So I think this is really important. Like when I, when I said at the beginning, be yourself and have fun, I know a lot of times I was so hesitant to go on a date because I was like, what if he's not the one? Like, oh my gosh, you know, like I, uh, girl, I need some help. Okay. That's why Ally is the best. Um, I just needed some help because I didn't understand this. Like it was, is a new dating world for me. Um, you know, coming from the world and being completely in love with Jesus. Now I'm like, Oh, I want to, I want to do this right. I want to do this the right way. And, um, I just wanted to make sure I was approaching it right. So I had all this anxiety about going out on coffee dates and guys that I knew, like, I was like, Oh, there could be a potential. And I think that's really crucial. Like if you see something you like in a person or you see potential in them, give them a chance if they ask you for coffee. Cause like I just said, like, you're going to learn more about what you want in a spouse through these experiences, like through actually putting yourself out there through dating and like going on coffee dates, whatever you want to call it, whatever you don't want to call it dating. That's fine. Going on coffee dates. Like I remember I met this amazing Christian man. We hung, I think we hung out like twice. We got like bubble tea and stuff, but he, I learned something for my non-negotiable list. He was such an amazing guy. Um, And I saw there was qualities in him that I really liked. And there I saw some qualities that I wish that were there. So the qualities that I wish that were there, I put on my non-negotiables list. And so, yeah, you're going to learn more about what you want um, sometimes when you just experience people and who they are. So, amen. Okay, six. Enjoy Jesus and be present with Jesus every day. Ooh, this is good. This is so key and it's been so key for me and truly just enjoying embracing my singleness. Um, yeah, I can, I obviously I'm not going to lie. I have the days where I have pain and it's the realness. It's the rawness of my emotions about how I feel about desiring a family, desiring a husband, desiring kids. And just, that's not my reality that I long for those things, uh, in my heart, but at the same time, I can really enjoy my life and enjoy Jesus and also be content with where I'm at at this, at the same time while in the waiting, in the longing. So 
Just don't sit around and be fixated on the future time or when you'll be married so much that you miss the blessing of today. So God is present. So that means he's in your present. He is He has stuff for you to show you every single day. So don't miss these like amazing, beautiful, basically, I guess what I'm trying to say is don't miss your life. Don't miss your life with Jesus. Because again, like that relationship is eternal. You don't want to wait until you get to heaven to have a deep, intimate relationship with Jesus. You want to know him now. And so being present makes that, excuse me, being present makes that relationship possible. Because because every day, because uh, this is really important, because every day of your life matters, not just when you get a boyfriend or a spouse or, you know, every day is an opportunity to enjoy more of him and know more of him and allow him to write a page in the book of your life And it took me a really long time to understand that. And the Lord really had to show me that because I was waiting for all the highs of life. I meet the guy. I get proposed to. I, you know, get married. I have a kid. All those highs that we see, you know, on social media, everyone's highlight reel. But we forget that the miracle of life is every day we wake up and every day we get to experience more of Jesus. So it's such a blessing. And so... The word that, I just want to read the scripture, Colossians 3, 3, 5. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things of the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hidden with Christ. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. So, like I said, marriage, even marriage, right? Even after past the dating, you meeting the guy, all those things, marriage will pass away with everything else in this world. When we go to heaven, like it's a blessing from God, but it's not the thing. It's not our salvation. It's not Jesus. Jesus has to be the thing. He has to be our number one in everything. So seek him and enjoy the most intimate relationship you'll ever be in. You are already, as a single woman, in the most, you know, if you have received Jesus, you are already in the most intimate relationship you've ever been in and you will ever be in. Wow. Isn't that crazy? And your union, you're already in a union marriage covenant with Jesus. Because when he died, two became one. So you've heard me say the earthly marriage is a reflection of Jesus marrying his bride, a.k.a. the church, meaning you and me. So guess what? You're already married. Ah, go get your Jesus ring. Have fun. I literally just got a Jesus ring at Pandora. If you don't know what a Jesus ring is, it's basically like your wedding ring with Jesus. And it's so fun to get. I love it. (laughs) So talk to the Lord. Pick out rings together on Pinterest, go into a store, ask him to lead you to a store and pick out a ring together. Oh, romantic for real. And so I just want to let you know, it's like you may feel lonely in this season of singleness or times I feel lonely. Okay. We are human. We are meant to be with other people. There is nothing wrong with longing spouse. Um, again, it just can't take your affection. Just what I read from Colossians, set your affection on the things above. A husband is not the things above. 
The Lord is. Jesus is. So you may feel lonely, but never partner with the lie that you're alone. I was doing that for so long. I was like, oh, I'm so alone. I'm so alone. I'm so alone. And the Lord is so like, oh, he's so gracious and kind to me that he led me through this journey so that I could share all these you know, revelations and things I've walked through with you. So I hope that you don't do these things that I did. So you're never alone. God says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Wow. Never, never, ever, ever, ever. Even when you feel alone, you are never alone. You can always turn over to the other side of your bed and just give Jesus a big old hug. It's the best. So I also want to read 2 Corinthians 4. Um, 122, the Passion Translation. So he knows we are his since he has also stamped his seal of love over our hearts and has given us the Holy Spirit like an engagement ring is given to a bride, a down payment of the blessings to come. Come on. That is some marriage language, ladies. Let's let's embrace that. Get y'all, get y'all Jesus ring. Okay. Ephesians 1.14, the Passion Translation. He is given to us like an engagement ring as the first installment of what's coming. He is our hope promise of a future inheritance which seals us until we have all the redemption's promises and experience complete freedom, all for the supreme glory and honor of God. Wow. Wow. That is our inheritance. That's what you get to look forward to. That is the affections that that is where we should set our affections on these things that the Lord's promises, our inheritance on what Jesus gave to us. That's where our affection should be all to him. And the last tip advice seven. This is so important. You guys grow spiritually and pray for your future spouse's spiritual growth. Oh, I have so much to say on this. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, for the prayer, right? I think we've, as single Christian women, um, maybe you've already started praying for your spouse. That's freaking awesome. Um, I I wasn't really praying for my spouse until I think last year, this year. No, it was this year. Um, I just didn't know to do that. So I started praying for him. And then, um, it's after a few months, I watched an amazing video, um, from Reinhardt Hurtler. If you don't know who he is, you should check him out. Amazing, amazing dude. He will lead you to the Lord (laughs) and deeper intimacy with him. And, uh, he had this video about choosing the right spouse. And he said, you know, a lot of people pray for their spouse, but you need to pray that you would become the spouse, that person needs to fulfill their calling in Jesus. And I was like, whoa, that is amazing. So I started praying those prayers <laughs> and you know, it's so beautiful. I love praying those prayers and God, Jesus, um, he even upgraded that prayer. And I shared this recently with someone and it just, oh my gosh, I just pray it ministers to you like it did to them. And he even upgraded that prayer. So I was praying for myself, um, you know, to all the different areas I wanted to grow in for my future spouse. And the Lord said to me, why don't you pray? You know, I was at, it was actually in a worship. I was worshiping to that song. Um, we're getting ready, um, by, uh, Maverick, Maverick city. 
and was like, we're getting ready for the marriage of the lamb is coming. Okay, you guys just heard me sing on a podcast. Oh, that probably never happened again. Um, so you're welcome. Um, but yeah, so the marriage of the lamb is coming. I, the Lord was speaking to me so much. I'm in my room, I'm hardcore in worship. And I was like, whoa, I need to be preparing for the marriage of the lamb. What? Tell me that does not just blow your mind. So yes, we are, you know, being prepared spiritually by the Lord for our marriage to our earthly husband, but we need to be preparing even more for the marriage to Jesus, the full, the full inheritance. When we come and see him face to face, guys, that's happening. That's our reality. It's going to be so awesome. So be, prepare me, Lord, for that marriage. That's a prayer that you can pray. Prepare me, Lord, for the marriage to you, Jesus, when I see you face to face, God. Get me stirred up over here. Okay. And the thing is, so I said, pray for your spiritual, pray for their spiritual growth, pray for yours, grow spiritually. So the more you grow spiritually in the word and your relationship with God, the more prepared you will be to walk out a marriage that honors God right? And the more prepared you're going to be for him. That's freaking awesome. And the more prepared you will be to be a wife who is there to serve and bless your husband, not only to receive. I think a lot of times we think of marriage as what am I going to get out of it? All right. I got a book for you. Meaning of Marriage by Timothy Keller. It is so good. I don't think I finished it. I read like almost all of it, but I haven't finished it yet. I kind of do that. I read like thirds of books. Um, but that, please read that. That helped me so much in understanding the the purpose of marriage. And because the more you grow spiritually, you grow in your identity as a daughter of the king. And the less dependent you will be on your husband to fulfill you because you know that your fulfillment comes from Christ. Okay, this is why it's so important to grow spiritually because you're going to grow in your identity. So read the word daily. It's called daily bread for a reason, not once a week bread. You probably heard me say that before. So spend time in prayer. Start praying for your spouse and your future together and even what that marriage is going to look like. Like I want a marriage where I worship with my family that reading the Bible together is a normalcy. I want to feel the presence of God in our house I want people to, our neighbors, to be close friends that we get to share the gospel with. You know, stuff like that. Like, pray about the after the fact, too. Not just who he is, not just your heart. Um, yeah, these are great things to pray, okay? And whatever you're praying about, like, that's awesome. You're already doing that. So, high five. But I'm just giving you giving you a little more tools for your, for your prayer toolbox, I'll call it. So, um... Oh, this is so good. I included this um, tip in here because a friend who is married shared this with me. She told me to even pray for my spouse's family that that you're going to marry into. So your future spouse that exists out in the world, Jesus knows, um, his family that you're going to marry into. And when she said that, I was like, girl, that's good. Because I personally would love to marry into a godly family. You know, I'm not saying anything bad about, you know, if your family isn't saved or, you know, not hard, charismatic worshipers or anything. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, but you can pray into those things. And even if you're already married and you're um, maybe your husband's family isn't, you know, fully like on fire for the Lord or they don't know Jesus yet, you can be praying for them. How cool is that? It's not too late. It's never too late for the Lord 
He show, Jesus showed up four days later when Lazarus died and woke him up, okay? So it's never too late. So you can start praying for that if you're not married. Um, if This is kind of a singles podcast. Sorry, married people, I got you later on some other, and, and some other episodes. But this is more of a singles thing. Love you guys always, and I love your tips. So if you guys have uh, marriage tips, um, send them in. I'll share them. I am more than happy to do that. I got to – you guys are wonderful. I love you. Okay, so that is the point, is praying for the family that you're going to be uh, married into. Because for me, that's really, really important. Okay, last scripture for you guys, and then I'm going to pray for you. So Philippians 4, 6, don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell him every detail of your life. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will guard your heart and your mind through Jesus Christ. So I think that's so important is that we guard our hearts and our minds in this season, that we're not looking around at every bridal shower, every marriage on Instagram, that we're not idolizing marriage, that we're not idolizing um, our future spouses, that we are excited and hopeful and in faith that the Lord will bring that to pass, but that's not our focus. We're not setting our affection there. So I think we really, to be, for me to be able to do that, I know I have to guard my heart. I don't listen to love songs 24 seven. I don't watch, um, girly movies. I love girly movies. I'm not going to lie, but I just had to cut that out in this season because I don't want to hurt my heart. I want to protect my heart. I want to, be in a good place with my heart that, yeah, I'm not just watching love romance movies all day because I'm going to long for it even more. So I protect my heart and my mind, your ear gates, what you're listening to. If you're listening to love songs all day, if you're watching, you know, marriage movies, if you're constantly looking at relationships, you know, it's probably a good idea to just like take a break. It's not, you can't ever watch a love movie. I love me some love movies. Um, but it's just that you're guarding your heart and your mind, like read the scripture over yourself, be in prayer, um, have the Lord, ask the Lord to guard your heart and your mind and your ears get, ask him to give you discernment in this season. So yeah. And I just, I also wanted to mention one last thing is that that book, um, uh, oh, the meaning of marriage by Timothy Keller. I just feel like the Lord wanted me to share this. So, uh, in the book, he says a marriage is I can't remember the exact quote. He's like, marriage is selflessness. It's not about self at all. <laughs> because again, like the earthly marriage is a mirror of our marriage with Christ. And that was completely selfless. He died for us so we could have everything so that we could be with him forever. It had nothing to do with him. It had everything to do with saving our souls. So when you enter into marriage, it's not for you. It's actually what are, how are you going to give all of you for this person? And I think that's just such an important mindset to have. I think we'd be less like ready (laughs) to, um, less ready to jump into marriages, less ready for that because we would really assess like, oh, you know, am I ready to live selflessly for someone else? Um, that's why all these tips I gave are so important. So if you need to go back and listen to them, please Listen to it multiple times because this stuff is so crucial um, for your success in relationships, for your success in 
um, running with the Lord and keeping your heart right. And, you know, I, this is all from experience. You know, you can, the, the tips that don't resonate with you, throw them out, like test them to the fire, ask the Holy Spirit to show you what to implement in your life right now. That's what's so good about God. We have, and the Holy Spirit is that we have that divine counselor. We have that divine director. We have the wisdom of God, the sermon of God. So put it to the fire. Come on. So I just pray that these tips bless you and help you on your journey. And it'll be so great to celebrate all your amazing testimonies of meeting the amazing man of God that he has for you. But my hope is that you stay focused on Jesus while you wait and date. So trust in God, follow him in all the things, and he will do the rest. So bless you, sis. Hey, girl. Wow. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I poured my heart out on this one. And before you go, I just wanted to check in with you and see how is your heart. If you have been feeling far away from God or distant from God or maybe even closed off emotionally from the Lord and you're not really sure what to do next, you're not sure how to grow spiritually, you're feeling stuck, I want you to check out my spiritual refresh coaching session. So this is a brand new coaching session that I've been offering to women who are ready to just get unstuck spiritually. They want to feel on fire for the Lord. They want to feel that passion for the Lord again. They want to have that intimacy and growing deeper. And if that's you, I want you to go to thesistersofchrist.com slash coaching and read more about what a coaching session with me would be like and how it can really transform your relationship with God and help you grow spiritually. So you're amazing, sister. Bless you. And I'll see you next time.